Good morning. This is the morning after here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. I am Tyler Trumbauer going three wide here on a full-fledged football Friday. If you haven't noticed, I like alliteration here on 88.9. We got Tubby in guest number one, I guess, because I guess this is, I don't know what this is called, but that's guest one. Tubby, right, I'm here. You're here. And uh, under the wire, the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Fenner in the building. So with three men wide, am I in the slot or am I in the X? What's going on? I, I like know. you can be the X factor. Well, okay. I liked I liked uh, I was gonna call it this morning uh, trips right Z stack. Yeah, we don't have trips though. It's only two. I'm the quarterback. Oh no, he's the no, shot you, caller. No, yes, you no, you're just sitting in the big boy chair. <laughs> sitting in the big boy chair. I have to because I need a I need like a high seat for the thing. You know, like when you go to the restaurant and you need, you need a booster, booster seat. seat. Yeah, to get on the thing. Um, so anywho, unfortunately, no no barking for Fenner today, um, and we don't have the sounder to play yet because you know. That's 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 a because Tubby's lazy. Tubby. Let's just put it out there. Tubby Tubby's lazy. Tubby's yeah. very lazy. What are you gonna do? Right. And I appreciate that. Gotta give me the sad trombone on yeah. that one. Yeah. That's, I'm a fail whale. Yeah, it's okay though. I am the fail whale. Nonetheless, uh, we're gonna have football for you today. Uh, thank you all for tuning in as we wrap up the week here in the morning after on 88.9 on EdinburghNow.com and on the TuneIn app where you can follow us on your mobile devices. Much much uh, recommended to do that. So. Uh, Let's start off. I mean, we got a lot to get through today, guys. We got Thursday night football to talk about. I don't know if you watched that game. I, I somehow got through it all while I was prepping for for Saturday's contest. Tubby didn't watch it. Um, no, I watched half. Okay, yeah, I got thank the first you very much. Too. Well, then you can. I, I I watched. Well, I mean, it was interesting in, for for the most part. Because uh, somebody had to edit audio last night. So. You didn't have to. Because what what good was it for today? I'm just saying. I was working on. Other I asked you for well. it Wednesday. I know, but I'm working so on So what good too. did you do it last night? So don't blame that on me that you didn't see the second half. No, I'm just saying. That's what I was doing. All right. I wasn't blaming you for once. Sheesh. I just said we got a lot to get Calm to. Calm down. me wasting our time with this nonsense. Calm down. Thursday night football to recap, Borough football to preview, and then, of course, week three in the National Football League, which should be a very, very interesting week in the league. So let's start with Thursday night football. Apparently you guys haven't uh, watched it, so that's good work by you guys. Uh, the, the New York Giants win 32-21. to over the Washington Redskins, the Giants uh, get their first win of the season in this contest. Move to one and two overall. Uh, the Redskins fall to one and two. The uh, this game was just just not close at all. A lot of field goals in this contest uh, between the two. The Giants, uh, you know, obviously getting some more touchdowns than the Redskins. The Redskins couldn't really finish drives either at all. As I try to pull up the box score and see what's. Uh, See what's going to happen here. But Eli Manning played a heck of a lot better in this one, uh, Tubby. 23 for 32, 279 yards, uh, two touchdowns in this one. Didn't didn't have any debacles, no no mental lapses like the week before against Dallas. Right. So uh, Eli Manning, he came to play. Yeah, and uh, they were even saying that how the crowd was uh, playing so close attention to how he was managing the clock this time. You have to. you got to remember what's going on. When you admit that you don't remember things, uh, tight, or timeout situations and all that, you're going to get criticized uh, for, you know, your game management Yeah, everything skills. you do. But I, this was just, I don't know, the first half to me, it was, it was just kind, it was really kind of sloppy. But Well, I mean, yeah, the Redskins only had six points, two field goals in the second quarter. And then, I mean, Giants were up 15-6 at the half. Uh, what, there was that blocked punt right in the beginning of the game. I don't know if you saw the first half, Mike. But, I mean, that, I mean and it's a running back. Rashad Jennings, right? You're starting running back. You're starting running back, gets in there. And then, you know, nearly blocks the punt, penalty makes you redo it, and then he just blows that guy by that guy by, and apparently he just got on the roster that week. My guess is he'll be cut at the end of the week. The Redskin guy, the, that was on the that was on the offensive line there trying to block. 
I but, imagine. So, and then that thing just goes right out the back of the end zone. I don't even think the ca- no, I don't think a single CBS camera caught that because I never saw a replay where the ball went. No. I mean, live they just kind of stood the camera and everyone was just like looking around, like, "Do you see that? What? What kind of like a UFO just flew by MetLife Stadium?" <laughs> but you know, the ball went out the back of the end zone, so two points there. So that's exciting. Um, and then the Giants, you know, tacked that on. So, I, I mean, the Redskins now are one and two. And the Giants are one and two, and the Cowboys are two and zero, oh, and the Eagles are zero oh and three. I mean, what you saw from Kirk Cousins? Zero oh and last three. Th- or, I mean, are going to be zero oh and three. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that in I a had little. Zero oh and <laughs> two. They'll get to. I'll get to that in a little. Uh, Kirk Cousins thirty and four, thirty for forty nine, three hundred and sixteen yards, one touchdown, two picks, sacked one time for an eleven yard loss. Do you uh, pull the plug on Cousins? I mean, is this is like his mo? But Jay this Gruden, is how the this is how the guy rolls. Or do you stick with him? Jay Gruden said last night um, that there is no quarterback controversy. RG three was inactive last night, folks. He was not even in in uniform. He was in a nice little sweatsuit on the sidelines. I don't think they want to play RG three at all. No, there's no doubt. I mean, he's. I think it's Kirk Cousins for 16 games. Gruden wants nothing to do with RG three, and he never he never did in the first place. I right. Mean, that was. That was definitely a battle between the powers there, between ownership and Dan Snyder, who, by the way, is probably one of the top five worst owners, owners. in professional sports. Right. I can right. attest to that Agreed. Uh, via all the things I've heard over the years from my father, a Redskins fan, sadly. Oh, poor guy. That's unfortunate. Uh, yes. Uh, but, no, he wanted nothing was to do with Was he one of the Hoggettes? No. Oh. I don't even know what that is. It, well, yeah, you're young. We saw plenty at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, though, I can tell you that. <laughs> I know <laughs> what you're awesome. talking about. That's awesome. It's way back. I love the Hoggets. <clears throat> Carry on. For the Giants, though, Andre Williams, he had 14 carries for only 29 yards. Uh, did get the one touchdown, though. I bring up Andre Williams, though, just because I like him because covered him in high school, but that's beside the point. But uh, Rashad Jennings, not only did he block the punt, get the two points, this is the leading rusher for the Giants, 11 carries, 32 yards. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. gets the one, gets one touchdown, seven catches, 79 yards. But Reuben Randall, the guy just comes and goes, does Reuben Randall, 17 catches, 116 yards. Um, back to the Kirk Cousins point, he's not, like I feel like we're overhyped. I feel like we like him more just because he's different than RG three, and and that gives you hope for change in, in Washington. But he's really not that good. I saw some I saw some statistics here. You find folks that I that I'm going to share with you right Brian now. Brian Hoyer started over him. Well, where in Cleveland? No, at uh, Michigan, Michigan State. State. Michigan State. Yeah. <clears throat> I well, think I know the stat you're going for, by the way. I'll let you go for it. But There's two of them. You saw them this morning? I think I got one of them. All right. So here, here's two of them. Just, just because we think Kirk Cousins is so great. I want to bring let, – let's, let's compare him. Let's compare – okay, maybe Tubby doesn't think he's that great because, you know, Brian Hoyer. But I, I do, and I think a lot of America thinks that they think so highly of Kirk Cousins. Let's compare him to, you know, maybe former number one overall pick, Jamarcus Russell. That's the one. I got another one coming over with you, too, then. <laughs> Kirk Cousins – 514 pass attempts, 23 career interceptions. Jamarcus Russell, 680 pass attempts, 23 career interceptions. So in less pass attempts, just as many interceptions Kirk Cousins has with arguably one of the biggest busts in National Football League history in Jamarcus Russell. Yep. You think he's a bust? Would you say Kirk Cousins is on Jamarcus Russell level? Because yes. that statistic is going to show it. Yeah, I, I think he's completely inconsistent. I, I wouldn't have gone with him, but that's just me. I mean, I, there's no way. I, I don't understand what the Redskins are still doing holding on to RG3. He's like money in the bank. But who's going to take him? Dallas. 
Texans? I don't think Dallas is taking them. I don't think the Texans are taking them. But if they offered, There's I bet you. a lot you, of money there. Had they, had they offered – had they offered him to – I mean, granted, Dallas is a divisional opponent, so the Redskins may not have done it. But Jerry Jones probably would have spent a pretty penny to pick up RG3 in the wake of Romo going down. Well, now you're looking at the Saints because, I mean, granted, I think Breeze is supposed to start this week, but I, that's kind of sketchy. Like, how, how long will, will he last? I don't know. I don't think I don't think he fits anywhere in a system. Anywhere of those three teams you just mentioned, maybe Houston, because just because Houston's ridiculous at their quarterback situation. Right, right but he's he's an athletic talent. You can't tell me that you can't find a spot on your roster for him. You can't make a scheme for him. You can't make a package. He for can't him. even be active for a Thursday night game for the Redskins. You want me to start him? No, on my that's not. Team? Be, that's not because he's he's not a good athlete or because he's not any good. It's because he doesn't fit with the coach. How many players, how many rejects did your Philadelphia Eagles pick up that Andy Reid fixed? I don't know. Give me one. A lot. Give me one. Well, he he went back and picked Vic back up. Fixed he was okay him, for like two years. Fixed him. There was a fixed lot of him. What did he do? He went to the New York Jets, and now he's a backup for the Steelers. What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of guys with a lot of attitude problems that passed through. Andy Reid's locker room, and he fixed them. They came out to be really good. See, I can't the remember. The problem the is, Vic thing. wasn't benched because of he didn't mesh with the coach. He was not in the National Football League because he was like. Well, I understand that, but I'm talking. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to remember. The, can you give me a minute? I'm old, so I got to remember stuff. I don't have. I have sixty minute show, and we have a lot to get to. Never mind. Just roll. Show on prep then. it. Just roll on then. My other. Stat, I didn't know you were going to bring it up, goofball. My other stat I want to talk about: Blaine Gabbert, Fenner. Oh, boy. Kirk Cousins, 21 career touchdowns, 23 career interceptions. Blaine Gabbert, 23 career touchdowns, 24 career interceptions. Where's Gabbert right now? I couldn't uh, tell you. I don't, the last I knew, he was a backup in San Francisco. I don't even think he's there anymore. I think that was last year. Look it up. Blaine, <sighs> Blaine Gabbert. You Gabbert. know what? It's funny, too. I remember going back to that draft in 2011. I thought that was a, uh, a dodged bullet by my team, and then Jake Locker was made of glass. So Yeah, that's good. Blaine Gabbert's still with the same. Niners, by the way. Oh, okay. So, at least he's in football. I remember last preseason watching a little bit of that action. I I swear, the guy throws out of defense. The guy doesn't throw to get receivers open. He throws to protect himself more than half the time. It's embarrassing. So, getting back to this game, Redskins-Giants. A lot of people now were high on the Giants, even not having a win. Now they get this win against the Redskins. Uh, A lot of people saying the Giants are going to rebound and win this division this year. You agree, Tubby? No. No? Tubby's mad. He won't even look at me in the eye right now. No, I'm not. Well, you're not even talking to your mic. <laughs> well, you're talking to your hand. Yeah, but I still talk loud enough to get heard. It's okay. Okay. Fenner, okay. Giants win the division? <sighs> I mean, right now it looks pretty good. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of things can change. I know it's only uh, game one of week three, but depending on how long the Cowboy crew is out. and uh, Cowboy crew. Yes. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's and a then, lot of them. And with the Eagles, I mean – Oh, I don't know, man. I'm not trying to hate on your squad, but not looking good right now. It's looking grim on the offensive side. They have side. a heck of a lot of problems. But I, yeah. I, st- I still think that if anybody can turn around and be consistent, it's going to be the Eagles. You think? I do. Hmm. That means it's probably wrong, and they're going to fail miserably. 
It's like the greenie curse. I think I gave him the curse of the tubby one. The kiss of death, maybe, from tubby here for the Eagles. So, I don't know about that. We'll figure it out, though. But uh, we got some breaking news upcoming that I'll come with back on the other side as we'll jump into borough football before we go back to the National Football League and give some thoughts on some big games and some other statistics in Week 3 of the National Football League. Do not go anywhere as the morning after is just getting started here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. 9:18. We're back here on the morning after an 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio as we give Fenner Twitter tips here in the break. You know, we're trying to help him out here as Fenner is in the building as as well as Tubby, of course, in his normal Monday, Wednesday, Friday slot. I uh, I uh, previewed it before we uh, went to break that we got some breaking news, Tubby. Before we that, before we get to that, according to Ashley Fox of ESPN. DeMarco Murray will play Sunday versus the New York Jets. For all you fantasy football fans, he missed practice. Fenner's got him on his team. He needs to start stepping up. Right? Yeah. Him and all two of his yards. Yeah. Yes. 21 in two games. Give me a break. So he will play against the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Sit him. You might. Might. Sit him. Against that defensive line, he's not going to get that far. So Sit him. So now you got you got that quandary you're in there. So that's our last NFL note there. DeMarco Murray will play Sunday against the uh, the uh, the New York Jets, the two and O New York Jets. Anyway, would have never thought it. Are they a shocker? Are they legit? I don't know. Or are we'll they talk pretenders? about that in the next segment. Okay. I'm going to talk about a team that's far from two and the Edinburgh Fighting Scots. They're zero and three. They're playing the 2-1 California University of Pennsylvania Vulcans Saturday. Tubby's not going to the game. He's got some birthday stuff happening that day because it's going to be an early birthday. Tubby's birthday's on Sunday. Right. So everyone send your, send your well wishes and gifts to, to at Schmidt on Twitter. Right. And uh, send it to his house in Titusville. Yep. I don't know your address. I don't even know how you get to Titusville. <laughs> I don't even know where it's at. Just go south, young man. Go south. I go south and east where it's nice. <laughs> he says, towards the smog. Great. It's not smog. It's not like Beijing or something. It's, yes, it is. There's no smog <laughs> it's where horrible. I live. It's horrid. Listen. I've been there. You don't even know where I live. I do. Where, okay, where that have you been weird. then? Where have you been? <laughs> where, where? Hold on. Where have you been that you feel is where I live? I have been over toward. I have been in Lock Haven. I have been over. I, Lock Haven is like three hours from my okay, house. Calm I'm down. Calm, I'm, I'm working my way over. All right. All right. I don't have all day, but please get across the state quicker. But, yeah, I've been over there. I've been over in the Allentown area. I've been over there. Uh, all right, I live in the Allentown area. Um, I've been all through that area over there. Down towards been, Philly. Fenner's been closer to my house. Right. We just went to East Strasburg. Wasn't it not nice? East Strasburg as a town, though, Fenner was pretty, right? Yeah. Pretty downtrodden, like I told yeah. you. Yeah, but he had, a, he, in Fenner's defense, he did have a lot of Dramamine to make it through the bus ride. <laughs> so he might have been sedated. Fenner so was, everything was looking <laughs> fine. Fenner was killing his data watching Tennessee football on his phone. Yeah. That's, That's what he was doing. Yeah. And we were watching the whole Fast and Furious series. I wanted to watch Caddyshack, though, but no one was on the Caddyshack bandwagon <laughs> with me. And I'm not going to argue with six-foot-six players. So we right. got to watch Fast and Furious three times. Um, Burrow football, they don't need to worry about watching movies this time because it's at home at Sox Harrison Stadium. A noon kick tomorrow right here on 88.9 and on EdinburghNow.com, on the TuneIn app, on ETV, on Edinburgh.tv, on the Keystone Sports Network, which is 92.7 FM uh, in Erie, ESPN affiliate in Erie, and then WWCB 1370 AM in Corey. So there's really no way you can miss this game anywhere at all. No? 
You really got to go out of your way. Right. It's everywhere. <laughs> it is really everywhere. So, anyway, Burrow there, noon kickoff. Fenner and I got the call for you from Sox Harrison Stadium. Um, Cal comes to town. Divisional play opens up. Now these games count even more. So, as Coach Browning told us, he said, you know, that was kind of a three-game preseason. You know, unfortunately, you didn't get a win from those preseason. But now you're coming in divisional play. They can run the table in divisional play, Fenner, represent the West in, 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 the, in the championship game. It's possible. That is. You all start 0-3, but it doesn't matter. They could end up 7-3 and and then week 11 playing in that championship game and not playing Millersville. I kind of want to go to Millersville, but <laughs> I'd much rather go to the PSAC championship game. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Fenner, just kind of give us your, your opening thoughts on the Cal-Edinburgh matchup, which is just about 27 hours away. It's going to be a, a battle of experience versus inexperience at the quarterback position, and that really puts you behind uh, the eight ball. When you talk about James Harris, uh, this guy is extremely accurate. He's a guy that is a caretaker of the football and can make big plays as well. Uh, we've seen with Cal in their opener against Virginia State, Harris threw for a 90-yard and an 87-yard touchdown to uh, downtown Gary Brown in the first half alone. So they've got big play capability. It's an offense that is rotating a couple of new guys into its backfield, still trying to uh, shore that up. But in terms of receiver play, when healthy – these guys could arguably be uh, maybe the best duo in the PSAC West in Kawan Scott and Gary Brown, a couple guys that are over 250 yards each. Uh, and let's mention this. Scott, 24 yards a catch. Brown, 33.2 yards per reception. That's a lot. That's insanity. Big play. Kawan Scott, huge, is a very, very athletic guy. Played quarterback in high school at Wilson Area High School in Easton. Covered him in, in, in high school. And now he switched to wide receiver with the Vulcans. Top-notch athletic guy. Does not surprise me that he has, you know, nearly 30, 40 yards average uh, in, per reception. Uh, and, you know, as you mentioned, there's a lot of seniors on that team returning eight starters did la from last year. Cal did it. A team that was unbelievable. I'm kind of surprised they were picked to finish fourth in the West. Or, I mean, excuse, yeah, in the West behind, you know, some other guys, uh, some other teams that if you really look at it, um, you know, maybe why are they behind Mercyhurst or or Gannon? I mean, Gannon now is showing that they're they you know they're they're good. Yeah. But I mean, Cal is a very very talented team. A lot of a lot of tough players there, and they have not a single freshman I think on like starting anywhere. Yeah. Their youngest is a is a sophomore, mm -hmm. I believe. I saw in there too deep yesterday. So very talented team, as you mentioned. A lot of a lot of inexperience, and one thing I'm really concerned about is. It's, it's going to be a, a inexperienced Jake Sisson against a very experienced defensive backfield secondary, and it's going to be a very experienced quarterback for Cal against a very inexperienced defense for Edinburgh, and I just don't think that equation is, gonna, is going to end well for the Fighting Scots by any means. No, it's a tough, tough matchup. I mean, it's just you know, good on bad, bad on good, exactly like you're saying. Uh, and Aaron Terry from the secondary of Cal, the junior who's actually the defending – PSAC West Special Teams Player of the Week had 120 yards in punt return and also had a 97-yard touchdown on the last play of the first half this past week Yeah, in what was a 27-point second quarter against Shippensburg. Very fortunate to hang on. Uh, but also seal the game with an interception as Ship was threatening late in that contest at the Cal 30, and Terry was able to pick the ball off to uh, basically end that one. But, yeah, a junior defensive back, that'll give the quarterback uh, a tough look when you look at the Edinburgh offense. So look out for him. And on the other side, you know, lace him up because these defensive backs for Burrow are going to really have to be after it. And how about uh, another thing with James Harris? 
You know where he started out? Baseball. That's right. Wake Forest on the Division That's One not level. Bad. He was once drafted in the Major League uh, Baseball draft By back in back in 2010, 50th, uh, 50th round, I think. Yep. Yep. So, very very athletic guy. One thing I want to correct myself: I said eight starters. Welcome back. That's just on the offensive unit alone. Fourteen, yeah, 14 overall, overall yeah. on this Vulcan squad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a record broken in this last game, Fenner. You know, we forgot to mention that on the broadcast that there was an, an Edinburgh record broken against East Stroudsburg. Um, I don't know how good of a record it really is. Yeah. Uh, but freshman Mitch Thomas, uh, you know, he was a starting cornerback, but um, he also uh, broke the school record for kickoff returns in a game with eight returns. But, I mean, when you're going to return it that much, that means the other team has a reason to kick it off that much. Um, so that that's that wasn't the greatest thing. But that broke the record of seven, which was previously held by Eric Bosley and Larry Pollock. Hey, it's in the game, though, so they wanted to bring it up, not me. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. If you didn't want that to be known, you shouldn't have put it in there. I caught that, and I kind of laughed to myself. I'm like, that's that's uh, that's one way to spin it. Right. <laughs> that's uh, no, no boy, no. <laughs> yeah, that's not very good. So, um, But Cal, uh, unbel- you know, one thing that's going to be big about this, ed- about this game, Fenner, especially for Edinburgh offensively, is they need to get off to a quick start. They can't let Cal get up big on this team because you know why? Cal has scored all of their points in the first half. They have scored, what, I think it's seven points. They scored seven points in the second half this season. And that was the first game. The last two games, they've been shut out offensively in the second half. Yeah, 75-22 to 22 in the first two quarters for Cal. That's, that's big time. 75 points in the first half. That's a lot of production right away. Mm-hmm. Edinburgh's been sluggish out of the gate both times, or in all three games this season, I should say. They cannot let that happen on Saturday because I guarantee you this youthful team will get down on themselves if they find themselves down 21, 28 to nothing by halftime again. Despite, no, I mean, because they won't, they won't think, oh, Cal doesn't score in the second half. They won't think that. Right. Well, I mean, if you go up like by two or three touchdowns within the first half, then you go into the second half and you go into clock grind mode where you're just trying to, like, grind the clock out so you're not really trying to produce the first <laughs> downs. And I don't think Cal will be doing that. I think Cal's going to run the score up. I think, I mean... Just to prove a point with, within the West? It's Cal. Cal doesn't really care about Yeah, I could anything. agree with that. Cal, Cal gives no crap? Cal has a poor reputation. I'm just going to throw it out there. Cal doesn't care. I mean, if I was a coach, I wouldn't care either. I would run it up because no lead is ever safe. It's right. True. You've seen the strangest things happen in football. Mm. But I just think Cal as a team will just be like... I mean, they might stop eventually, but I mean... They will not be afraid to put up 50-some points, 60-some points, depending on what Edinburgh produces offensively. I don't know. That's just, my con- that's just my point. And also, Cal has won the last 10 games against Edinburgh, the last four straight at Sox Harrison State. So what you're saying is Burrow is due. You could spin it that way. That's what I'm hearing. Or you Burrow say is that due. Cal has been dominant because Cal has been a very strong PSAC West team for the last decade. I have faith. Burrow's due. But do they still have faith in Jake Sisson, Mr. Fenner? We talked to Coach Browning this week on the Scott Sports Show, with, which aired yesterday, and you'll hear that interview tomorrow on the broadcast. Uh, he, he honestly admitted they're gonna, the, uh, their freshman qu- quarterback, Wallman, Jack Wallman, that they wanted to uh, redshirt this year, is now getting repetitions at practice day in and day out as a third-string quarterback. They carried three quarterbacks to East Stroudsburg last week. Wallman was in uniform in an emergency situation. 
So it kind of sounds like Browning and company are giving up on their on potentially giving up on the red shirt option for Wallman this season because we don't know what's going on in the quarterback position right now. Jake, if you're Jake Sisson, how scared are you right now, knowing that you see Wallman getting reps, that Gervin's getting increased reps now at practice, and the way that you've been playing and been knocked out of the last few games as well? I don't know how he would feel, but you'd have to hope that maybe from a coaching standpoint that would light a fire under him and maybe the competition and the threat of, hey, you got to start staying healthy. You got to start staying on the field. You got to start producing and putting up more than 12 points a game. Maybe that'll light the fire that he needs, you know, to go out there and perform better. That's probably the, what I would be looking at it uh, from if I was a coach. I don't know about how he might approach that. That's that's going to be the. I'd be scared. That's going to be the answer we'll, we'll have to find out. I mean, he was basically given this team. I mean, not saying he didn't earn it. I mean, there was a quarterback competition at one point in time. He definitely, you know, was working to be the starting quarterback of this team and now it's kind of slipping through the through the cracks now as you said not even hasn't even put up 14 points in a game yet this year I mean that's two touchdowns that's that seems you know very trivial in the game of football especially when you know the other teams that you're facing are putting up 30 and and uh, 20 and 56 and the highest you've gotten is 13 points in a game kind of rough considering you know what probably a couple of them you know, you've, the first game was one touchdown. The second game, you only had one touchdown. The last game, they had two touchdowns. Yeah, four. Four touchdowns. Count them. Four. In three games. And one was a, a six-yard run from Gervin uh, in cleanup duty last week. Right. So it was really didn't even matter. Just like Edinburgh's running attack is very, very boom. But surprisingly, they are not dead last in the PSAC in running, Fenner. Yep. You know who's last? Who's that? Millersville. The Marauders. The Marauders. Who lost seventy-five to nothing to SR, SRU last week? Yikes! I got I, I That's one way to put it. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I got to look it up again. How much Edinburgh? But hey, I was surprised when I saw that Edinburgh was only fifteenth in rushing. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Who was it? And it was Millersville. Edinburgh, one of only three teams still winless in the PSAC. Millersville, the other team, as well as my favorite team from the East, Cheney. Well, we've only faced what one. Two PSAC schools. Two? Okay. Two PSAC schools. Uh, St. Joe's, who's not a bad team either. I mean, they came out and put up big points week one, then they got shut out week two at Alderson Brodus, mm -hmm. who I didn't know was that very good at football, but I guess they are. Apparently they are. Side note, now Side that we've got note. Millersville on the brain, okay. I know you've been uh, bringing this up quite a bit, but I want to remind you of the Clarion schedule so far through three games. Okay, yeah, hit me oh, up with this. Gone. At Lockhaven, 40-13 to win. Yeah. Millersville at home, 27-21. Remind you, that's a team that scored nine points through five overtimes. Right. Scoreless through regulation <laughs> in their opening. <laughs> right. And a 59-6 to home win over Cheney. So two home games uh, versus one road game, and the three Edinburgh opponents. Edinburgh had the same thing. Uh, but look at the three opponents. Right. And, and just to, uh, to forewarn you, in three weeks, they'll be coming here for our homecoming. Correct. And but before, who they play before that? And before they play Edinburgh, they will be going uh, up here to Erie to play Gannon, and then they'll host Mercyhurst. Right. I so, think we'll get a good idea about the Golden Eagles in these right, next two right. weeks. Right. They have to play Mercyhurst, <laughs> who's very good. Gannon right. is receiving national votes. I get that. But they could be 3-2 and two coming in the homecoming, and Edinburgh quite possibly could be 0-5. I won't. I won't disagree with that, but it could I know, be a really bad looking three and two. Right. I know. I know who they're playing is very weak. And I looked at that last night. And I was like, Fenner <laughs> is going to bring this up because I've been on this Clarion bandwagon all year long, and he has been knocking me for it a little bit. But Clarion is not. For now. Clarion's not bad. They're ninth in rushing. Yeah. 
That's not bad. Edinburgh, I just wanted to bring it up, averaging 96 yards a game. Millersville, 83 yards a game. So only 13 yards better per game for the Scots than Millersville. But we're still better. Well, right now, none of us have a win. Just so saying. It doesn't really matter. We'll find out week 11. Rushing. I was talking about rushing. We'll find out week 11 uh, between Millersville and Edinburgh. But, I mean, what is the biggest key to this game, Fenner, between Cal, between Edinburgh? Cal has won, I think I saw somewhere, their last, like, eight of their last 11 divisional openers. Here, let me see. Yeah, they, it's, Cal has won its last 10 and 11 of its last 15 divisional opening games. And since 2005, they've won in dominating fashion, beating the, beating the teams by an average score of 38 to 11. So that's not looking good if you're Edinburgh either. No. Uh, if you had to ask me for a key, I would say, I mean, it's a lot to ask, but I think an opening drive touchdown would do wonders for this team's confidence. I really feel like if they could play from ahead to start this thing out, drive down the field and put some points on the board in the end zone, I think that would do so much for this team's confidence. And I think you just got to forget about last Saturday. I mean, you clearly have to continue Burn to think about – Yeah, think about some of the missed assignments mentally, but you just got to kind of also forget about that contest because that's it's, – it's in the past. It was clearly a day they don't want to experience again. And if they continue to, to uh, mull that over – or mull over that, I should say, then it'll be a repeat. So I think an opening drive touchdown is, is what you need to see because that would just – really, I think, change things for the offense, potentially. Right, and uh, Ed, um, Cal, continuing on that, that dominance in their openers, have limited opponents to 16 points or less in all but one of its last 10 divisional openers. We just mentioned how Edinburgh struggling to score. Going up against Cal might not be the best timed, uh, you know, for the offense to be going up against them. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of good guys on this Cal team. I mean, John Franklin III is, is a younger guy at running back, had a big week last week, over 100 yards on the ground, a couple touchdowns. He's the leading rusher for this team, 53 carries, 244 yards, four touchdowns, over, averaging almost five yards a touch, Fenner. We sometimes only have five yards through the first quarter for Edinburgh. So, uh, but, I mean, their, their big thing is, is through the air. I mean, Kawan Scott, Gary Brown, as you mentioned, right at the, right at the onset. But they do have a good they have a good balanced attack in this multiple offense that it's listed as uh, with James Harris. But James Harris almost has a thousand yards this year in the air, six touchdowns and three interceptions. So he's not lighting anything up either. But they have that good offsetting running game with that passing game too, something that Edinburgh is trying to find themselves. And truthfully, not to look too far ahead, but I talked to you about this off air. I think next week's where they need to find it. I think IUP is a sneaky one. I think that could be the one they steal. Fenner's all about this IUP game. I don't know why. I have a suspicion. They did it two years ago, same circumstances. IUP's and, homecoming. Uh, yeah. It was a wild rained game. On that parade. And they rained on that parade. So I think, I don't know why. I have a suspicion that could be the one they steal. But they're, they're definitely going to have to take one of these next two games before uh, things you know, could go really, really so south. So trust in the Fenner force. I suppose. Fenner, Fenner's not predicting anything. It's a little early on, but he's just got a good feeling yeah. about IUP. Don't say it's the force. He's got a better he, – he feels about as good about this IUP game as I do about Clarion as a team this year. <laughs> that sounds about Which right. Which is really bad. I shouldn't be saying that, but it's the truth. <laughs> Darren Massey, 27 catches, 332 yards, one touchdown. Uh, went, was first in Division Two in receptions per game heading into last week. Now fell all the way to eighth in that category after only being limited to two uh, catches a week ago at ESU. Uh, tacklers for this team, just a quick look at uh, Devon Groves. We mentioned his very inexperienced defensive unit, the leading tackler in this in this uh, unit as the, really the only experienced guy on this unit. 27 tackles for him, the next best. Ricky Bailey the third, with 17 tackles. And then Mitch Thomas with 16, the man that now leads Edinburgh lore in kick returns 
per contest. So can yeah. somebody bring us some Advil to Compton? That'd be great. What is your problem? That's just you. Yeah, that's just me. What is your problem? My head hurts. That's Why? my problem. Just carry on. <laughs> I got We're talking for you. We are the home of Borough football. I you know. have a problem with us talking Borough no, football? No, it was just it was just If you want, you're... you can go take a bath and break. I can turn your mic off if you want during this segment. I'm just asking. No, I'm just I just sitting here and I'm listening to Borough football and I and I love the football the Edinburgh football program and I love the talk. It was just your unabashed love for the Clarion team just was nauseating. Nauseating because I mentioned it for like what five minutes, Fenner? Yeah. Still five minutes too long. <laughs> Carry on. It's your show, Tyler. I'm just here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Right. Yeah. You don't even do five full days. I don't. That's, I'm here to support you, brother. Obviously not life. right now. Fenner, last parting notes on this contest before we hit a break. For this one, what are you? What, what are your thoughts going into this game? Obviously, it's going to be a tough one. I mean, we saw that game a year ago. We might not have been able to broadcast it, but we saw that game a year ago. How uh, Cal just right from the beginning and Edinburgh. I mean, Edinburgh what got got a safety in that game a year ago. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, the Fighting Scots finished this game with how many rushing yards a year ago, Fenner? Negative twelve. 20, oh, twenty-four. Yeah, or twelve. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, negative twelve rushing yards for this Borough team a year ago. Carries. That's what it was. Yeah, that was that was a mismatch. <clears throat> I think we're going to see more of the same uh, in terms of the passing attack, and then you know for Cal through the air, and then and then maybe Edinburgh not being able to throw the football like we talked about. I think it's going to be a, a hard matchup, but if you get off to a good start, you never know. Anything's possible. Anything is possible for the Fighting Scots. So. As we mentioned before, that is a noon kickoff tomorrow at Sox Harrison Stadium. Go out and support the Fighting Scots as they're still in search for their first win. And it's basically a clean slate in the West. 0-0. Zero zero. Everyone's in the lead in the Western Division going in to this week as divisional play opens up. If you can't make it out to the contest, you we got you covered here in Campus Media. 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Fenner and I have the call. EdinburghNow.com. The TuneIn app on mobile devices. ETV. Edinburgh.tv. The Keystone Sports Network. The list goes on and on. That's all for our Bro Football talk today tune in on saturday for the contest and back here on monday morning for our borough football recap when we come back we'll take nfl for our last 15 20 minutes here wrap it on out we'll talk week three in the league and talk about all those teams that are trying to avoid being where edinburgh's at right now oh and three we'll be back after this welcome back here on 88.9 fighting scots radio this is the morning after i am tyler trumbauer alongside mike fenner and tubby here 944 as we finish up our full-fledged football friday entering our final segment a lot of f's right there with going fenner. on with that one what with fenner with fenner kind of sounds like my my report card a lot of f's <laughs> a lot of f's a lot of f's uh, so, are you planning on graduating in December? Not if you got a lot of Fs like uh, Tubby. Right. If so, you must fill out the new online graduation application located in Scotts on your My Edinburgh portal. You will also be able to indicate if you want to attend commencement ceremony on December 12th. Don't delay. Do it today. Fantastic segue. Well done. Tip of the cap. Thank you. That's, that's good. Why they that's pay me professionalism. The big at the, that's why he's in a big boy chair. Mm-hmm. Professionalism. That was good stuff. Thank you. I try. Hey, I real try. quick, real quick, before we get into the NFL, I won't take long. I won't take much of your time. Oh, but how Jesus. about that college football game last night? 53-46. Memphis Cincinnati. and Cincinnati. Over 1,000 passing yards between these two teams. And one of them had a backup quarterback. Former Notre Dame five-star recruit uh, Gunnar Keel, who transferred to Cincinnati to play for Tommy Tuberville. 
goes down with a big hit in the first half. Hayden Moore goes in to throw for 557 yards and four touchdowns. Memphis gets the win, though. Did they leave the defenses at home? Yeah, yeah. I think so. We don't need defense. Defense? They went and found them in uh, Meadville and Dubois, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just had to mention that. that was a crazy game. That was. Thanks for bringing that up, sir. Again. <laughs> Appreciate that. Now we are going to the NFL, place where some of those Cincinnati Memphis guys hope they will be in a few years. Uh, week three got underway, as we mentioned before in our first segment. Giants 32, Washington 21. Uh, a lot of good games on Sunday. A lot of games that will make and break seasons, to be honest with you. A lot of teams that are 0-2. The Eagles are 0-2. The um, Seahawks are 0-2. The, the Aints are 0-2. That's the Saints, for those of you that do not know. Um, the Colts, right? They're 0-2. Yeah, that's a lot one of the good, glaring ones. A lot of good teams 0-2, and they don't want to be 0-3 because since 1990, only three teams have started 0-3 and made the playoffs. Yikes. None of them since the turn of the century either. It was the Chargers in 92, the Lions in 95, and the Bills in 98. No other team has started 0-3 and made the postseason. So... Don't want to be 0-3. I mean, the, the numbers already showed how bad it was to be 0-2 and make the postseason. Yeah. 0-3, you can kind of start looking at next year's draft and talking to Josh Gleason about who's going to be the upcoming, you know, draft stocks uh, for, that, for that game. So let's just let's kind of look at games real quick, go really quick down the Sunday docket. Uh, Atlanta at Dallas, 1 o'clock in Arlington, Texas. Dallas uh, looks like they're going to be starting Mr. Brandon Whedon in this contest. No Des Bryant. Um, Jason Witten, his status is uncertain as of right now. Looks to be questionable, maybe probable, somewhere in between day-to-day, game-time decision. Um, Dallas, Atlanta, who you got, Tubby? Atlanta. Thinking the same, Fenner? It's all, all I'm getting is Atlanta. Out of Atlanta. That's, that's all you Atlanta. need to say. Atlanta. Atlanta. I'm going to go different here. You going uh, Dal- what, are you going to go a tie? <laughs> no. Even though the Falcons, Stadium falls in? <laughs> yeah, the Falcons were part of, I think, the second most recent tie, though. Uh, with Pittsburgh. I think Dallas is actually going to respond. I like their defense. I like Sean Lee healthy, and it's going to be a big task against the Falcons' offense, but I think this Dallas offense will surprise people. I don't think it will be sustained, but I think for one game, we'll see them more. Uh, a very average Atlanta defense. I just had to boo you because you picked Dallas. I'm sorry. Brandon That's my objective opinion. Brandon Whedon from the mecca of all things sports. <laughs> I'm just saying. I heard so, you guys going on and on the other day. That was that was, that was something else on what Brandon about, Whedon. Uh, about Brandon Whedon? Yeah. I won't, I won't reignite the fire. Please but. don't, because was, I was so fired up that day. Indianapolis <laughs> at Tennessee, something that means a lot for Mr. Fenner. Fenner, are you going to be down um, at Nissan Stadium for this one on Sunday? No? Not making that trip to Nashville? No, I was, no? I was thinking about According it. According to this website I'm on, there's 1,368 tickets available from $59. How sad is that? It's the home opener. And you got That's a not even a lot. Dallas has 2,047. Well, I guess the Jets right. have 3,066. Not a lot of people going to MetLife to see the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets. They're 2-0. and Still don't want to go see the Jets. Yeah, it's something else. They're the ugly stepbrother of that city. Uh, Tennessee, Indianapolis. Does Tennessee continue on, or does Indianapolis get their first win of the season, Tubby? I I think the Titans actually rebound. I think they take that loss. Shocker. I think I think uh, Mariota gets coached up, and uh, I think there's just too much wrong in Indy right now. They're not able. They're not able to protect Luck. They're not giving Luck enough time. And I don't believe in their defense. I really don't. Even though, like, their defense is like Cleveland Wester. Because there's a lot of Cleveland cast-offs on their defense. <laughs> Better? 
Are you going homey or are you going real? No, there's no way. This Colts team's not going 0 3. That's just not going to happen. And you you look you can look at the numbers all you want since Andrew Lux arrived right. in Indianapolis. The record versus the AFC South versus other opponents, it's completely different. And this this is their division. You know, they haven't played a division foe yet. They'll get three in a row uh, between Tennessee, Houston, and Jacksonville starting in Nashville. It's going to be a successful afternoon for the Colts. They might not win it big, but they're going to find a They'll way to win, win this game in the fourth quarter. I agree with that. Now going to the game that means a lot to Tubby. You going to First Energy Stadium on your birthday? Negative. Negative. Ooh, Ooh. I didn't see that one coming. I thought you were going to. No, going. no. There are 961 a... tickets still available from $64. I know. But those are all in, like, rows 27 through 32. I don't know what that means. It basically Oakland means, like, your little hiney will need oxygen to get up that high. Ooh. Because it's up there. It's a nosebleed. Oakland at Cleveland. One o'clock uh, kickoff here. Starting Josh McCown. Starting Josh McCown, which I think is the right move. Ugh. Apparently, Fenner does it because he's shaking his head. This, this, just real quick, Fenner. You, you go, you go in Josh. You go in Johnny. Tubby and I have already talked about this. At nauseum. At nauseum. More nauseating than our clarion talk. Yeah. No, I gather that. I'll just say one word and I'll say, I'll say two. I'll say two words. All hail. And then you know the rest. Manziel. It's Johnny. All right. Well, I'm telling That's you, they're going Josh go. McCown. So, well, you know what? I, I do have one comment to add. Oh, man. I do have one. Just one. It was nauseum. You let the genie no, out listen. of the bottle. No, listen. What? All right. Hit me. It's 9.51. Because it's cute. To get through. I know. It's cute. It's my kids, right? So, Pudge and Beans were talking to me this morning, and they're like, who? My sons, Pudge and Beans. <laughs> That's what you call your kids? Yeah, Pudge and Beans. But anyway. They're going to need therapy. No, they're not. They're awesome. They're, I love them. So, anyway. They're telling me, they're like, Dad, who's starting Who's starting for the Browns this weekend? And I said, the other guy, McCown. And they're like, well, what happened to the guy? <laughs> they're like, That's the indicator right they're there. Like, they're like, well, what happened, to, what happened to the guy that won the game last week? And I'm like, well, they don't think he's ready. They think he made too many mistakes, and they're going to go with the veteran. And they're like, but, Dad, he won the game. And everybody makes mistakes. They should give him another shot. So there you have it. From my boys, Pudge and Beans. That's pretty great. You they're should also told them they don't get to play Tennessee uh, 16 games a year. <laughs> I, uh, I told them, I said, well, they're only going to win four this year, and they already won one. So. Well, they have Oakland. Do you think that's going to be a win? This is where you no. answer. No? No. All right, so Oakland wins that one. Fenner? I like the Raiders. They looked real, Raiders. Good, against, looked real good against Baltimore last week. I thought that was a win they, they were going to get, too. Speaking of Baltimore, Cincinnati at Baltimore. Big divisional matchup here. Cincy. Ravens. Ravens going through again. Jacksonville at New England. <laughs> New Moving England. on. New Orleans. 14-and-a-half-point favorites. 14-and-a-half-point favorites. At home, the of New choice. England Patriots. At, at, they, you think Jacksonville covers? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. New Orleans at Carolina in this one. This is interesting. The Saints need to avoid going 0-3. Uh, Carolina knows how big of a win this would be in the division. At home as well. I think Carolina might win this game. Tubby's going Carolina. I think it's too much pressure for the Panthers. I think they realize how big it is, and they're going to play. They're going to go stiff. small. They're going to come up small. They're going to try big and situation. Going to try and preserve and hang on, and I think New Orleans will end up coming. Nolans, Nolans avoids the zero and three goose egg. Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets. One o'clock will be on CBS in the Erie Market, folks. Don't fear, the Eagles will be on TV. Tubby, who wins? J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Until he turns into Fitz Tragic, 
I'm going. I'm going Fitzmagic. You're seriously. Both of you are picking against the Eagles, right? You right. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, dance with the one that brung you. But they're they're playing well. That offense looks good. Right. You dance with the one that brung you, Tyler. I. There's not a lot of teams I would pick the Jets to lose. They could be the shocker. They could be the turnaround team of the NFL this year. Todd Bowles could be the coach of the year. (sighs) He's on his way. Hands down. I I mean, I'm going to go Eagles with my heart. I think they're going to turn it around. Like you said, Tubby, earlier, if there's any team to turn it around, it would be the Eagles. But Not today. I'm kind of scared. If they lose this game, I'm giving up on the year. I'm done. Might be the eject button, yeah. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, Tampa Bay at Houston. Um, at NRG Stadium in Houston, 1 o'clock, Houston or Tampa Bay? Houston. Texans' defense could really expose Jameis, maybe even Jameis. worse than the Titans did. Houston, J.J. Watt's going to eat up Jameis Winston for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'll go Houston as well. San Diego at Minnesota. This is at TCF Bank Stadium. They're not going to have the lactation suites by this game, I don't think. No. Yet. Tubby, did you catch that segment, Fanner? No. Yeah, they're, they're putting in like- lactation suites. For mother's nursing. Oh, okay. It's awesome. Tubby. That's something else. Yeah, I, I t- San Diego, Vikings. Minnesota. Vikings. I like Minnesota, too. I think it's a huge test for Teddy Bridgewater. I think he get, gets a lot of national respect uh-huh. if they win this one. Going over San Diego, Phillip Rivers, who uh, who was it that came out this week on Phillip Rivers' behalf and said he might be one of the best quarterbacks of, like, a while? I don't, I don't remember. I don't know, some dork who has a suit and a paid job to do this. Pittsburgh at St. Louis. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh at St. Louis. Going Rams. against Nikki Foles. Going with the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams, too, just because it's at the Dome, at the Edward Jones Dome. Now, granted, I need Pittsburgh to lose, but I, I Still going with the Steelers. San Francisco at Arizona at the University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale. It's a 405 kick on Fox. San Fran with Blaine Gabbard as the backup against the Cardinals. That might be the most irrelevant <laughs> fact. I mean, I know it goes back to it earlier in the show. But <laughs> yeah. See, that's professional. He's tying it all in. Full circle. But in the grand scheme, in the, the grand 49ers, scheme of things, the, Card- my boss. the Cardinals Tyler. could be a very talented team if they stay healthy. We saw that last year. They got much of that nucleus back. Did the Cardinals win week three? Yes. C A R D S. Cards, cards, cards. Tough. I don't think they're gonna. They're gonna. They'll be below five hundred this year. Well, San Francisco. Yeah. Buffalo at Miami. Big one here. Miami's kind of still hanging around like they normally do in mediocrity. And the Bills have to recover from last week's debacle. They did all the talking, didn't do any walking. Rex Ryan and Buffalo heads down to Sun Life Stadium, four twenty-five on CBS. Do the Bills bounce back and get a win, or do they start now? We got to raise question marks about Buffalo if they lose to Miami. Oh, I'm on the wagon. This is Redemption Sunday for the for the Bills. I'm with them all the way, ride or die. Big week for the Dolphins. They have to bounce back from giving up Jacksonville's first September win since 2012. That's Ooh, not good. That They're going to be fired up. They're going to be at home. Divisional game, lot on the line. I think Tannehill performs. Ooh, Chris Lantin is not going to like that. Chicago at St. Seattle as we're running out of time. Seattle. Seahawks. The Seahawks do bounce back. Cam Chancellor, not sure if he's going to be activated. they got to make that decision by 5 o'clock Saturday. They get a two-week roster redemption for him to be able to be with the team. Denver at Detroit, Sunday nighter. Peyton Manning, Matt Stafford, good quarterback battle. Denver. Denver. Bad Lions defense. Manning responds 3-0 for the Broncos. Three not, and not a pretty 3-0, but they'll be there. 3-0 for the Broncos. All right, so what is going to be the big game, Mr. Sunday Ticket Fenner, that you're going to watch other than the Titans at 1 o'clock? I mean, give me, give me a big matchup you've got coming up here. I really do like the Pittsburgh-St. Louis matchup. You get to see Le'Veon Bell for the first time this season after the two-game suspension. Uh, I think the Steelers' offense is going to really want to do big things. But it's going to be, what does the Rams' defensive line do to try and answer those 
uh, those hopes and aspirations for Pittsburgh. I think that's a great game uh, waiting to happen. The line's even right now in St. Louis. I think the Rams being mm. home is big. Uh, but that shows, like a lot of, that shows a lot of disrespect for the Rams that they can't even get really two and a half points at home. That's true. I think it's going to be a great game, though. That's one to, one to circle. And then the Minnesota-San Diego game, too, I think is going to be a fun one. I think that'll come down to the last couple minutes. Could be like a game-winning drive yeah. or so. I would I would like to throw in the Buffalo Miami game to that one too. I think that's going to be a slobber knocker. Mm-hmm. A slobber knocker. A slobber knocker. A barn burner, if you will. I'm going to say Atlanta at Dallas. I think that first game of the Sunday docket's going to be big. It's at a- AT&T Stadium. Dallas is going to have to, you know, a lot of people are high on Dallas because they're two and first time in the Jason Garrett era, but they got a lot of injuries. They're going to we're going to realize what Dallas is going to be like for the next six to eight weeks. And this is the Dallas we're going to have in Atlanta. They're off to a very hot start. We want to talk about Coach of the Year for Todd Bowles. Watch out for Dan Quinn. Really add a lot of physicality and respect to that Falcons defense. And Matt Ryan's playing well. How long will that last? I don't know. I think that's see, going to be a good test for the Falcons. we got to find out who what the real identity of Dallas is going to be. Yeah, see, I think this game, the Dallas-Atlanta game, mm-hmm. is going to be like the fat guy mud wrestling game. Nobody really wants to see it. It's going to be a train wreck. It's going to be ugly. And it's going to be simply who has the ball last as wins the game. Probably. But, I mean, Atlanta just came back from a come-from-behind win against the Giants a week ago. I'm not really sure who is going to win that one. I'm excited for that one. Still not getting Sunday ticket yet, Fenner. I'm holding off because the Eagles Eagles are in the Erie market. So, I'm still going to be cheap. Still going to be cheap. And – and hold off for that one. So we'll talk about the Monday nighter. That's Kansas City at Green Bay. That should be a really good one at Lambeau Field. We'll talk about that Monday. Fenner's coming back on Monday. Good work today, Fenner. Tubby, always appreciate the time. We'll go three wide again on Monday here on the morning after. But don't forget, Burrow football tomorrow. We have a noon kickoff from Sox Harrison Stadium. Fenner and I will have the call right here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio, the Keystone Sports Network, and ETV. Pre-game will get underway at about 11.45. We'll hear from head coach Scott Browning, as well as redshirt senior Jacob Potts. That's going to be all for us today. We've got Guys, thanks. Thank you all for tuning in here on 88.9. We'll talk to you tomorrow from Sox Harris to say, and we'll see the rest of you back here Monday morning for another edition of The Morning After.